Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, I'm Monty, and uh, before we start every episode, we, we, we start with apologies, acts of contrition, um, we, we fill in the blanks that we might have missed. Um, Rob, last week it was um, He-Man versus Thundercats, which toys were better. I think, again, the only thing that I remember being wrong was me not winning. Um, <laughs> trying to trying to think. I You know what? One omission is we didn't talk about how a whole generation of furries was birthed out of uh, Thundercats. That that's about the only thing I can think of. Was that yeah. your Alexa telling you that you were wrong? Is yeah. Did I hear that? No, I I think uh I think that was actually uh, a message of red alert saying that the motion detection outside of my studio was triggered. So. Oh, okay. So if you die on the air, that is why. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. and yeah, folks, I just want yeah, everyone uh, to know uh, that I have a generation of furries. You said was furries. created from furries. You know, people who identify as animals because of they the want to have yeah, that's they want to have weird Chitara sex. They want to get yeah. some sweet, sweet. Tell me, tell me, you didn't think that Chitara was just? I mean, Chitara versus Tila, Chitara wins. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should have brought that out. Yeah, that might have helped. However, your, we were talking mostly about the toys, and I kind of feel like neither one of those toys are easy to stimulate. Uh, yeah, simulate there are sex, boys' toys so. with really piss poor female designs, which seems to be the case for most of these toys. Yeah. Which I think that might help me win this next coming battle. Okay, well, we'll see. I think it's okay. time then to start this episode. So without further ado, my name is Monty Ike, and here he is, uh, the Bebop to my low light. The Krang to my Destro, the Michelangelo, or Michelangelo, I guess it's Michelangelo, Michelangelo to my shipwreck, Mikey. <laughs> my best friend, Rob Bloom. Rob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is going to be a tough one tonight. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one for you. It's going to be for a me. goddamn cakewalk for me. Uh, I'm so glad I got this one in the draw. Well, the, the reason I think this will be tough is this was probably just on the cusp of where we were growing up. While yes, it was our generation, I think we were just getting out of toys as these as yeah. my side was coming into it. Right. So that'll yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll factor in. However, you have younger brothers. True. Right? So I and, think you've been and around. They were, those... into, they were into, but uh Yeah, right. Uh can I introduce that we are yeah. doing the discussion this week. Uh, continuing our toy discussion and mm-hmm. the great debates on the toys that we grew up with in the late 80s, early to late 80s, early to, the, the 80s, I guess I would. 
we grew up in the 80s, Rob. Yes. We were born in the 1975. Toys with, the toys that we grew up with, we're kind of doing this great battle. And right now we are doing G.I. Joe versus the, the TMNT Heroes in the Half Shell. Ugh, uh, turtle power. Um, yeah, and you, uh, we are talking mostly the toys, so you can't bring up the, you can't bring up too heavily in the cartoon. You can't no, talk about the, you it, can't talk about the it, arcade shooter. I'm sorry, you can't no. talk about the arcade game. Oh, but I think if we did go by arcade, I might, Turtles might win the whole damn thing if we go by arcade. <laughs> if we go by arcade, Turtles might take out everybody, because yeah. that arcade game is the tits. We, we lost, we lost probably more money to that arcade game than we did to the toys combined. Hells yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're... No, I, I was going to say that while they aren't the main reason, I do believe that the cartoons factor into a lot of our discussion, both both of these today at least. Well, um, again, if we if we go back They aren't off the of, primary focus. But... Yeah, if we go back, I mean, the cartoons are just the commercials for the toys anyway. We've, we've discussed that at length, and we'll yes. continue to talk about it. The 80s were a time in which uh, every piece of entertainment was just a commercial to have us buy things. And it's Correct. it's part of the reason why capitalism is a rotting, rotting fruit that we now must feast on. Um, well, why don't I go first? Because I feel like we have better knowledge of G.I. Joe. But I, I want to go first with my introduction is I am arguing for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh-huh. to be the stronger of the two toy lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, starting with a little bit of their history, they, they came from comics first. They were created by, by Kevin Eastman and um, Laird. I forget Laird's first name off the top of my head. Peter Laird. Peter Laird. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a monster success. In fact, many believe that they – invigorated the black and white boom for comics because of it was such a random out of nowhere off the wall superhero concept that was silly yet still serious and the first people that jumped on board for the market or not marketing but merchandising was palladium which i believe you know very well as creators of hero unlimited uh, well, I yeah. specifically own the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the role-playing game. You have the um, original books? Do I still have them? Actually, yeah. maybe. I because I had them. that's where I discovered the turtles. Yeah. They were, I, I didn't know they were a comic first. I thought they were a role-playing <sighs> game first. Robbie, you're bringing out the role-playing game, and this is this is like just, you know, hitting me with the fact that you've trained. If this was a boxing match, this is me like thinking you're fat and out of shape, and then you hit me with the role playing game. Boom! I'm already well, I, on my I heels because I love that role playing game. I mean, I I had to do the research on the history of what led to the merchandise and it led to the toys. Um, but literally, it was Palladium was the first one that took a chance on them, and and they had a monster success in the role playing. Um, and like I said, I first discovered them at Star Realm in La Vista, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the most obnoxious. And, and really, the name more than anything else is what sold me. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja, because everybody capitalized on that name. If you think like, yeah, from Street Sharks to you name it, everybody had a spoof off of Teenage Mutant, Ninja which is Turtles. hilarious because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a spoof in itself. Of when Kitty Pride of the X Men suddenly becomes a ninja, 
Eastman and Lair are making fun of the fact that the X-Men had gotten so convoluted and weird in the 80s that they were like, oh, they're teenage mutants who are ninjas and turtles. That was like their whole deal. They were just making fun of the fact that that uh, the X-Men uh, had gone sort of just off the rails in its weirdness. Yeah. And, and that's where it comes So that's very funny to me. Didn't we play? T- I mean, who else would I have? We played, played Heroes Unlimited. And I mean, I, I don't remember you owning. That that the guy, team. the guy who lived near you had Heroes Unlimited. Yeah. We played like anyway. one or two Heroes Unlimited games. I remember that as a kid. I don't remember playing. I, I don't remember playing with him with Teenage Mutant Ninja. I know you must have been it because I can tell you. You and Tim Ham are the only people I played role playing games with for like a hundred years. So I created a guy named Dogface. I remember, like, yeah. Because do you remember they, they had were, like, turtles through time? Base. Yeah, He's and they had like guy, turtles yeah. through time, which was a like a great thing. I, which I loved. Their uh, turtles through time has a great way of explaining time travel. That's very fun and funny. It's still one of the stronger role playing you know, formats out there. And I think yeah, it survived. They, well, I mean, there's some, there's, there are some problems with Palladium's role-playing system. Um, the, the Robotech role-playing game Robotech. is yeah. exactly, it's, it's still the Palladium role-playing system, which tried very hard not to be Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it used percentiles more. Their skills were weird. I, there's some things about it that aren't great. Was it eating a high factor into that as well? Like how, you know, nutrition and things like that. Wasn't that? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember getting the, the super details. There were some more like really down and dirty kind of things, but if you play D and D and actually give a shit about rationing and you know, how much you carry and carry and stuff like that, that's all in there as well you most dms however just kind of try to ignore it because that's not the kind of game they're playing um okay so all right. let me move on to like to, i'm just yeah into the yeah history keep going because then dark horse took a swing a dark horse of all people sponsored them for miniatures and that sparked other companies to start kind of you know battling it out to try and make you know, like, oh, what a fun thing. Kids will love this. Let's make toys out of it. And that's when the company, the small startup company out of California named Playmates saw them mm-hmm. and said, yes, we want to make your toys. We want to make them. And we have – we they had already started making designs, and that's where the creation of Rocksteady, Bebop, and the Foot Clan, which were not part of the comics, were not part of the cartoon – you know, or the toys. They were like – they came up with these ideas, and they said, we want to make these into toys – but we have a stipulation. You have to put out a cartoon first before we decide we're going to sell any of this because we don't know if these characters are strong enough to sell on their own. We want a cartoon. And so with that in mind, the cartoon was made, and that's what spawned the toy line. And uh, they la- the toy line lasted for 10 years, which I'm surprised. I didn't realize it went that long. The the Playmates are like now. It's yeah. gone on to other companies have gotten. I think even at one point McFarlane has uh, cr- created some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. But the original Playmates toy line lasted for ten years, which is pretty strong considering it was the only real success they had was with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That's but that's kind of my intro. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, I'm talking about, um, GI Joe and I'm specifically talking about GI Joe, a real American hero. 
right? I'm not sure. going to I'm not going to talk about the the GI Joe of the the 60s, 50s, the 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 more Barbie type action hero, right? I'm not going to talk about that. I'm talking about Hasbro's GI Joe Real American Hero from the 80s. Um which uh, I have done no research on. I'm just basing this off of my own uh, remembrance of the whole thing. Um, well, it was because of the Star Wars line that they, they came right, out yeah, again. Yeah, Star Wars came out and had huge success out of their action figures, so Hasbro wanted to get back in the ring. So they took something that they had already had before um, and uh, created it. They knew they, space, right? Yeah, they they knew that they needed something. However, to uh, to help sell these toys, because Star Wars, it's not just about the toys. It was about having the movies and the toys. That was the uh, the the unlocking that happened with Star Wars and its success. So uh, Hasbro, uh, along with you know, we talked about what happened with He-Man and everything else. They realize what they need is an ongoing thing, um, uh, and I know Hasbro looked to Marvel comic books to help write the story and help develop the plot Specifically line. Specifically, Larry Hama. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the the plot line. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's G.I. Joe versus Cobra, a terrorist organization that is not sponsored by any government but seems to have an enormous <laughs> budget, which I've never understood. Where did where did Cobra get its money? And the other thing that's weird is, do you remember how sometimes Cobra would be operating sort of in broad daylight in America? Like, Tomax and Zamot would like have suits on and be doing things, uh, and it'd be like, like Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, they're good people on both sides. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, it's a it's a complicated plot to be sure, but um, the toys were amazing. Kung Fu Grip, um, uh -huh. so much more articulate. Um, and then they did something that I think. This is one of the biggest strong, and I'm going to focus on this for a few minutes here because I think oh. one of the biggest strong points about G.I. Joe isn't even the cartoon. The cartoon's good. The plot line is great, especially in the 80s. We're all just shoving Big Macs in our mouth and loving Reagan and all this other fucking shuts stuff. So that <laughs> jingoistic, you know, forget about Vietnam. We're fucking amazing. All that shit is happening in the 80s, right? But here's the thing that I think is the, the greatest asset G.I. Joe has variety they just kept pumping out more and more unique characters now you're going to talk about a bunch of unique or you're going to talk about a bunch of characters but here's the difference in mine i've got deep six who's in the navy and a deep sea diver but i also have shipwreck who's in the navy i have gung-ho who's in the marines but i also have another guy who's in there who's totally different and every single uh, figure comes with a bio on the back that tells you exactly the type of personality this guy comes with, right? So you immediately, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, this figure's cool, and then flipping it over and being like, oh, he's also a badass on the back, too. I mean, that had a lot to do with uh, with <laughs> He why happens to be a chef as well as a machine gunner. Are you telling me this guy speaks only in rhymes? Oh, no, this <laughs> is gonna be good times. Um, who was yeah. that? Who was that? Uh, Roblox, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I'm talking about Roadblock in my head with being the chef, and I forgot that he yeah. rhymed. <laughs> he also rhymed, man. Um, yeah, no. Um, so, so I think to me that's one of the best things because, like, 
the generation that came after us with Pokemon and all these other things in the and you know I'm buying a box and I don't know when in that it's in that box and they're highly collectible. That's kind of a thing that GI Joe uh, stumbles into, which is there are so many characters and they come in waves and waves and they release new characters all the time and you new want costumes to, for the same characters. You want well, to, not as much, but some. Some some would get repaints and some would do really things. But well, um, the, the Storm the, Shadow and yeah. Snake Eyes and Cobra Commander. They would get new. Uh, yeah, you could get yeah. the very special send away to get the mail order Cobra Commander. Do you remember that? You could get a oh, Cobra yeah. Commander that you could only get or by mailing. Get the Refrigerator Perry. Yes. I mean, uh, to me. Or the Rocky Balboa action figure. Right. Yeah. Or the one that you could uh, you could actually get. I remember you could send money away and they would print one with your name on it. You That's could get right, one with your own that. name on it. That's true. So so to me, G.I. Joe's has this immense amount of uh, variety, which also made it very collectible to do. They had a bunch of cool vehicles that were both um, very similar. I mean, the fact that Cobra, the, war, the Cobra main plane is an A-10 Warthog is just yeah. fun to me. Um, which is still cooler somehow than the Tomcat, the F-14. You know, that's so much cooler. Uh, Cobra also got the SR-71. I don't know how they s- stole our secret plane plans, but they had that. Um, there's uh, just so was, many cool things about Do you remember Juju. the uh, Tiger Hawk? Was that what, the one where the wings go forward, the R forward? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That one is really super dope. Or how okay, the fact that the what... Apache helicopter is also in there, too, with Wild yeah. Bill. See, that's, I think just on the vehicles alone, G.I. Joe's really got the advantage here. Um, I no, think. No, come on. You have a garbage truck, I think. I think you have a garbage truck as a garbage vehicle. truck. Is actually, the garbage truck is very cool. Yeah. But the thing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that, at least with their with their vehicles, not so much their action figures, but their vehicles felt like they were meant for a younger kid anyway. Like even when like I was playing with GI Joe and then you'd bring out like the dump truck, the dump truck had a cartoonish feel, which was what the the cartoon was. And it was, it was capitalizing on that, but I think it was meant for a young, you know, while, while we were playing GI Joe at an age of 10 to 12 let's say yeah i would I, say third i would say gi joe targeted from third to six going on you really shouldn't be playing it, anymore with seventh graders sure yeah, yeah right around that where i felt like teenage mutant Ninja Turtles was gearing towards a slightly younger oh definitely comp- kind one, of to, one to third grade level there yeah you but know. the the movie that the 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 how many teenage mutant ninja named the what we had about three or four movies that came out. Are At we least, talking about the live action ones with Corey Haim? Yeah, live action ones helped sell those toys immensely, and the cartoons helped. I think while you and I both love GI Joe, I think there was probably a little more depth put into the cartoons, which I felt like you had. A carryover relationship with with April O'Neil. I 
Well, I'm serious. I mean, like, yes, I yeah, I had I had a huge infatuation with April O'Neil growing up. I won't lie. She she had the redhead with giant boobs in a jumpsuit. No, she had the best button cartoons. There's no question. She had the best butt. Oh yeah, the butt is what you focus on. Yellow jumpsuit in her butt. The the only thing that comes close to it is Daphne from so weird. I just figured out our next debate. (laughs) That is so. Weird of you. I, I'm sorry, but when I think of April O'Neil, I think totally about her boobs. And have you that seen butt. The Baroness? Have you seen oh, yeah. The Baroness? Baroness? The Baroness was always so creepy and kind that's, of... Dude, that's what I... That's what I was hot about it. She, oh, I, like, I, she, just she needs, was into bald guys, though, apparently. Yeah, that's, you would have been fine. You would have been fine. She would have been like, yes... Yes, that's what I found. Rob Room, come over I, here. I'm the Baroness. I have these machine guns and the cat suit on. Go on. Uh, Team NT had a huge line of action figures, but did not have quite the same amount of of vehicles, which I think again is a bonus towards GI Joe. GI Joe and its vehicles were, you know, we can just we can crack open. Just line ones, you know. You had, I had the um, hydrofoil, the uh, the cobra hydrofoil. That was a bad at. I I gotta admit, guys, I, I'm right now thinking that I got some really cool fucking toys from GI Joe. I didn't have the 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 flag. I didn't have the aircraft carrier, but no. we had some pretty good. You had the hover carrier, right? Or the hover I had, I had the hovercraft. I had dope. the hydrofoil, but I also had. I had the uh, Cobra base, which again, I'm I'm totally drawing a name. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, I know the Terradrome or whatever it is. Terradrome. Yeah. Terradrome. That was one of my favorite. It was cheap. It, thinking back on it, putting it together was cheap. Like the decals weren't on it, and it was pretty plain looking. But it came with the bat. Um, yeah. I think that's what it was. No, fire bat. The fire, fire bat, bat. Yeah. and that was one of the coolest. You, you know, we can go to the Dreadnoughts Thunder. What was the Trans Am? Oh yeah, the- Tim Ham had that, and it was great. I I li- t- yeah, that was so so badass. I had the swamp boat. Great. I had the remember the swamp boat, the water moccasin. Oh, that yes, was the water right. moccasin. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Was- no, the, there was there was the little boat, and then there was the hydrofoil, which was huge. But the little boat was kind of the the Cobra's foil to the hydrofoil or the to the water hovercraft, right? Yeah, kinda, yeah. It had like a little cockpit, and it had like a two bows and like two bows in the front. It had a little thing on skis that would shoot out of it on the underside. It had a turret. Um, you realize how I'm beating you just thinking about these toys. You well, I mean, know, like, I know, you know it's so I, well, much cooler. Part of the disadvantage is again, I wasn't age appropriate for TMNT, uh, but just Here's- just going through line one line. And and we discussed last time with taking them apart and making our own versions too right. is gonna get which you the win huge. here. Which but. was huge. I, I took I took I, I really liked the helmet of the Viper, which is just the you know, a lot of kids bought two or three Vipers so that they could have, you know, shock troops. I took the helmet of the Viper, I put which on Viper? are we talking about the red mask? Yeah or black mask yeah. Uh, blue yeah. helmet. Yeah, blue helmet, red red mask. I took that. That was like that became my main guy. I like that helmet so much. I that became my main guy. 
My guy wore a full-fledged helmet, and he was a badass. Tim Ham, like Lowlight, which is why I included him in the intro, who was like Rudger Hauer. He looked like Rudger Hauer, and he was supposed to be like their oh, night okay. vision guy and sniper. That was his Do you know Tunnel head. Rat was designed to look like Larry Hammer, the guy who came up with all the... That's funny. That's crazy. Yeah. Tunnel Rat it was a good one. Cool. Yep. Tunnel Rat was... I had Tunnel Rat, and he had. I think he had some really badass guns, too. Tunnel Here's where cool. I think you get the win is just the names of some of these things, oh. like Dragonfly, Firebat. Yeah. I mean, for reals, bro. I mean, it's so hard. I had the Shark... Um, which was the uh, which was the the Deep flying six. Deep Six's thing? Deep Six, by the way, not a great figure, but the shark was so dope, right? I drew Deep Six for uh, October uh, Inktober last year. Yeah. He was one of my favorite drawings from yeah. last year. Yeah, Deep Six is pretty pretty dope. They all had and and like if you if you, again if you flip those over, you find out Deep Six's name and it's hilarious. I had um, Long Arm, which was the MP with the wool like a no, he had a no, no. Long Arm is from. Cops. Hold on. You're thinking of, of not Long Arm, but Law and Order. Law and Order. Yes, you're right. You're right. I am. Which was the cop? <laughs> Long Arm. <laughs> BP vest. Yes, that's exactly who I was thinking. Of. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I just. I. I. I just. I. am sorry. I think there's so much more to have. And I'm gonna go on the attack now. I'm gonna go on the attack now, though, Rob. And with your line, you get things like. Pizza friendly, uh, pre- pizza frenzy, Michelangelo, who's just Michelangelo, but instead of having ninja weapons, he's wearing an apron and has pizzas. You had a bunch of ridiculous re repaints. These ridiculous things where it's one character in stupid outfits. You had like you know firefighter Raphael, where it's just Raphael in a fireman's coat, and it's just See, sort I of really lame. Think it was more of a comedic. There was a more of a comedic, campy, younger feel to Teenage Mutant Ninja, but quantity and quality was there. But I just don't feel like the coolness was there, and I think that's where you're going to get the win. It's honestly it's like, were they good toys? Yeah, they really were. They were very, they were pretty poseable. They came with tons of accessories. There was a huge line. Did their knees I, bend? I'm, 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 I'm honestly having trouble remembering later, if their knees. The later figures it. The early ones did not. They were almost more He-Man-like early on. Right. But as the line went on, they did get more flexible. But or more um, flexible is not the word. Posable. Posable. Articulate. Uh, articulate's the word I want. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you're having say, trouble being articulate about the word yes. articulate or articulated. It's meta. It's mm, meta. It's um, so meta. It's uh look I okay so okay let let's let's stop right here and I'm gonna say and just, look, and hold, you on. Fine. hold on hold on you're gonna you're, first we're just gonna reestablish that you think that April O'Neil has quote the best butt in cartoons yeah yeah and I stand by that this is I, the only thing that's ever gonna be said about this episode everyone is gonna forget we're everything gonna about pictures. this I, I will defend that one with my dying breath but oh my god you're such a weirdo that's so crazy. All right. But okay, so I concede right off the bat here you won. But let's first talk about <laughs> Wow. Twenty six minutes well, because in, guys. I just I, yes. I can't defend them be partially because I don't know. And I did research. I just don't feel like they are the stronger toy line. But I do believe there's merit. There's a lot of merit. And like help me come up with a few things that are positive about the turtles, and then we'll we'll do some a little more focus on G.I. Joe. Okay. But uh, like, sure. 
Um, positives so about the they each had their own. The four main characters had their own uh, crazy. I uh, loved Casey Jones was a really cool figure. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and we'll the that. couple variations on him were cool. And I do think that the uh, dump truck was a fun toy. I, I I will agree with you that the dump truck. What I do like about their vehicles and stuff like that, I like the fact that they looked like they were salvaged parts. Yeah, that was fun. If these are three guys who are in uh, are these are four guys who live in a sewer this is exactly what you would expect um guys who live in an ex- uh, oh i made the mistake of of googling april o'neill and now it's just a thing full of cosplay just a just a, uh, an entirely just which a, in its own way kind of helps my argument but um oh and a, apparently there's a porn star named april o'neill so Really? Yeah, go, See, Google that I, one, too. The Evil Turtles were a great toy line. I love them. <laughs> you know what? I concede. Just by the, the screen capture I found here, I'm ready to concede myself. Let, you know what? We both lose, guys. Everyone loses. <laughs> um, everyone loses, America. I'm, I, let me... I'm not going to I'm not gonna attempt to Google April O'Neil's butt, because that's going to cause my phone to get infected. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I look. Shredder was a pretty cool looking villain. I now he's again. Shredder? I yeah, he's a cool looking villain. I, I don't know. I guess I I, I, I look. He, he literally got blades taped to his arm. I look. Casey Jones is dope as a character design. I love Casey Jones. I think Casey Jones nails it. A Shredder, I just, I'm not 100 on that. talking about the cartoon, but some of these toy Shredders look pretty cool. Um, okay. When you go from, like, the original. But there's been so many variations on the on the TMNT toy line, and I'm, I'm mainly focusing on that first one. Yeah. And that's well, just it, though. It's it's hard, and they got, they've, then, they've gone through things. They've tried different things. I have um, not cared for the most recent movie. Like, I, I, I like the movie. I did not like the design of the characters in this most recent um, uh, Michael Bay iteration of. Uh, I haven't. I You know what? I You and I went to a movie. I remember this specifically because you got pissed off at me. We went <laughs> to I some movie and you it was and everyone a, else a, liked it. And I was like, fuck this shit. Why did I go here? I was so I was so upset that I spent money on that movie, and you all were like, "Well," and then you like were mad at me, and uh, but yeah, I haven't gone back. I haven't tried to look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I haven't looked at anything since Nickelodeon CG based uh, cartoon series is excellent. Now the one that just came out recently, I have not seen, but it's it's hand drawn. Versus the CG. And I don't, at least by screenshots, I don't like the design, but I have heard that it's really kind of an anime influence and looks cool. Um, I don't care for Michael Bay because they all look super buff and giant and they were, it was funny. I've, I laughed quite a bit in that movie, but I don't like the way they look. They, I don't want them to look like four big hulks. Uh, and that's kind of yeah, the why, way they... Why would, why would you go see Michael Bay do another movie about a thing from your childhood? I didn't go to see it. I, it was, mm-hmm. I got it. I watched it oh, on I a digital. 
so it was like me when I sat through Aquaman. It was already free, so it didn't hurt me as much. Aquaman. Um. Yeah. No. I look. Uh, there's. There's some. There is some. Uh, and obviously. They lasted 10 years. They did something right. They did something right, and it can't just be a, a burgeoning uh, fetish fantasy with jumpsuits that was born. Um, it can't just be that. Although I dare say there is a lot of uh, April O'Neil crushes out there, so obviously that character did something right. However, I'm not 100% sure how I would describe April O'Neil from that toy line or are from that, that cartoon. Uh, is she a empowered woman or is Not she just another damsel in distress? I, I don't know she what that says. Kind of a Lois Lane with even, uh, she had, you know, I, I, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth because my memory is a little, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remember her like, you know, coming up with the turtles disguises and I remember her being one of the the brainier people and figuring out what plots were happening, but I also felt like she was constantly being saved, but maybe that was because she was the only one in the room who didn't know ninjutsu. So maybe that's, you know. In the in the recent incarnation, she is not that way at all. She is very, you know, part of the team. Yeah. She might as well be you know, she might as well be the fifth turtle. Um, yeah. Okay, so I I think we can see that Rob, you're my just, you're my fifth turtle. Yeah. You know, I want you to know that. I care about you. So we can see that I win. First yes, and foremost. But I let's let's go a little more into GI Joe here. The drought's over, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can stop the novena, mom. Drought's over. Uh huh. Yeah. No, we can all going back to having sex again. Droughts over. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Had the whole bullpen back here behind me, so it was nice. Uh -huh. you know. I was worried. But, I, I was sweating. Manager kept on going over towards the phone like two or three times. I needed to pull out a win. I needed to get this. Okay, so... G.I. Joe. Who... who the, first of all, just the storyline of Snake Guys is, is enough to get you to win. Because I think just yeah. his background and him being part of the same clan that spawns so, Storm Shadow. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing I will say. I look back at I look back at that story and I go, oh, I mean, yeah. and then I remember, oh, well, hold on. I think that's actually the first of that story. That seems so pat and tropish now. But oh, now it's I totally think, tropish. And now it was one of the I think, first time. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, oh, but I think that's actually. An original thing, you know what I mean? That's like it's oh, just been done a billion times since then, right? Yeah. It had so much success that everyone's like, "Oh yeah, my my nemesis was my training partner back when, and we had a mentor, and and now I've taken it. Now I'm a silent In a way, that's badass. kind of the turtle yeah. story too, because yeah. that's you know Shredder and and right, but yeah, I, I, and I'll be honest, but I I will I will say this though, Rob, unlike so many people, and I know that fucking i know that snake eyes for a lot of people is like the tits the tits and ass oh he's a ninja but he fires guns and he doesn't talk and he's so badass and he can do anything anything man anything that's ever asked of him he does perfectly and everyone thinks that yeah i was yeah i was never like 
completely into Snake Eyes. I wasn't. I don't can, know what it was. Can I tell you one thing just to jump out of that? I was totally into it until one thing. When I read the origin and found out he was a blonde, white American dude. Right. Right. Yeah. He's it's a like white his savior. story sounds like it's this really cool Asian guy. Yeah. Yep. And then um, all of a sudden, nope. You, you find out it's not. It's just a white, blonde, blonde yeah. American you know what? dude. There is nothing that a blonde American white dude can't do better than any Asian and that's especially I, Asian just things. The story growing up, I I just assumed it was this like it's just think cool how much cooler Asian. it would have been. Yeah, yeah, no, would have been wasn't. so much cooler. But no, yeah. So oh. yeah, that that's the thing. I also <laughs> here's things that I never didn't like. Why was Duke in charge? Still don't know. Duke's well, list, why Duke, was... Duke is listed as like the sergeant major, and yet. He's in charge of everybody. I think because when he was, I think when he was introduced, he probably was the highest ranking one introduced. And then they make the cartoons and then they start introducing characters that are. Yeah. Like Flint. Yes. And well, Flint's Flint a warrant like, officer. him in the cartoon, but I think was introduced much later. Yeah. Uh, Flint is an, as a warrant officer. Yeah. They, they almost, I will say this. They almost exclusively didn't have officers in G.I. Joe. I did notice that when thinking back. So many of their characters are enlisted personnel and not officers. You essentially get like General Hawk who you, is You get over General it. Hawk. You you and you can't make that Wild Bill is a is a, is an army pilot. He's a warrant officer. Um I, I can't remember have. the pilot Ace, the 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 fighter jet guys code name was God, Ace. They had some great names. Yeah. Honestly, they really have some great names. And if you watch Venture Brothers, they eat the story of G.I. Joe up perfectly. Yes. And they yes. reach because shore leave is one of my favorite. Shore leave characters. is amazing. Well, and it's funny too. When we look back, if you talk about comical and whatever shipwreck has no business being anywhere near that cartoon. And he's basically the star for two seasons. Yeah. He he's really got is. No place in that fucking thing. Yeah. We should not be dealing with shipwreck. It's he's like a parrot. He's like, a freaking parrot. We're like, all right, everybody, we're going to do a, this is going to be an infiltration op. We need to stay undercover. It's going to be in the jungle. We're going to take a random sailor. Yeah, you come on <laughs> over here. Don't bother changing. Keep that American Navy hat on the whole fucking time, buddy. It's going to here's work. Here's really why you win. And I mentioned this kind of just scratching the surface when i said the I mean, names up but here's why you win scarlet or lady j's ass have we seen those yet i'm just saying um there no april o'neill okay so the reason you win is uh -huh. because we were kids and we were saying this character's name over and over not understanding the irony of the name snow job <laughs> We were saying snow job over and over with no hint of irony because we had no idea what a snow job meant because we were in the third grade. But a, a snow job is when you, you blow snow over something and you, you obfuscate it. I, I, like, I, it wasn't until years later. I'm going, Look. oh, my God. We were saying snow job, and I'm sure our parents were like, oh, my God. What did, You've got did, a boy named snow job. Did he say snow job or did he say the other thing? Did he say as a uh, yeah? Uh, that's like uh, that's like I, I remember I was uh, I was fresh out of high school 
and I was coming back to high school for to 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 judge a forensics tournament. So I'm like a let's say I'm 20 years old, and I remember I go up to get snacks in between around, and there's this vivacious high school girl there, and she perks up when she sees me coming to the snack table, and she says, "Would you like a blow pop?" And it took me <laughs> 20 minutes um, to be sure um, she said pop. And I was yes. very, like, sweating. I locked up. I was like, I, this is not how I want to get arrested. <laughs> um, yeah, snow job. Oh, my God, snow job. Just the the ridiculousness of it all is perfect. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, yeah, here's, here's – uh... Here's um rim job. It's, it's like, here's, a, here's another character. Here's rim. Just reach around. There's <laughs> <laughs> Boston steamer. <laughs> Why? Well, this I don't understand. This uh, this guy is a marine, but he's called Eggs Danny Thomas style. <laughs> I don't understand what this. I I guess. Says here he's the messy mess cook. I don't comes with this glass table. I don't understand how this works. Cleveland steamer for Christ's sakes. Oh, oh boy, this is. <sighs> I but like I honestly I think of all the toys we grew up with, the ones that we probably stuck around with the longest was GI Joe. Where I, you know, I, I was think, way past playing age, yeah. And there was something about what we discussed last time where we could take them apart and make our own. Yeah. And, and I remember, I, I remember having a playroom. I remember Tim Ham's bedroom became a playroom completely when he moved back. Um, and we had bases. We had like permanent bases that we built out of cardboard and styrofoam, and we built these fucking things. And when we played, it was just usually like these ridiculous improv sessions trying to get to the point where we were going to storm the base and do cool things. Right. Um, I, I think back and I think of all the great cinematography that GI Joe allowed you to do with boats jumping over things and things blowing up and, you know, guys, uh, fighting on the top of an airplane while it's, you know, screeching at, you know, that's impossible to do, but that is exactly what the Fast and the Furious movies are like, right? The Fast yeah. and the Furious movies are exactly like the way a, a, a young man in 1986 was playing with his G.I. Joes. That's exactly what Hobbs and Shaw is constantly. That, that, that's all it is. It's guys, you're in my age, fulfilling with actors and cameras these images that we thought of when we were children. And yeah. that's uh, a, very cool, that. that's a very crazy cool thing. And that's exactly why toys, in my opinion, toys that are articulate always kind of went out. Toys that you can customize, toys that you can do things with like that. That, to me, always is going to trump something else because you well, get to make your own. Any of the toys you grew up with had the, toy, the, the peg hole in the foot, including right. Star Wars and others. But I think of all the lines, G.I. Joe was probably the one that used it the most and used it the best. Like, yeah, they, you look at the tanks, there mm -hmm. would be peg holes on the tanks for you to make poses on the yeah. tank. You wouldn't see that in any other toy line that 
was that accessible because they knew you were going to pose on top of the tank. They knew you were going to yeah. pose in the back of a Jeep or whatever it was. And Now, here's the other thing that I liked doing as a kid uh, that my, my dad and I bonded over was I saw somewhere some kid had made bullet holes with a hot nail. Hot nail. I plastic. knew you were going to bring this up. In his plastic tank, and I loved doing battle damage. And my dad actually got really into it, and he'd take his lighter and he'd get me different shapes of nails, and we would both just <laughs> come here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we got so, some bullet holes in that toy here. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, he was usually just heating up a spoon for whatever reason. <laughs> I can't remember why. My dad was really into H. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's funny to anyone else. Um, all right, so I win. Cool, 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 cool. Well, as you know, Rob, the loser uh, of each episode has to say our catchphrase. It's something that we've done since the beginning. Losers always do it every single week. Um, they, uh, uh, they're forced to then uh, 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 say the catchphrase and embarrass themselves. So since you're the loser this week, it's your turn. You have to... Do the catchphrase. They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. These heroes in a half shell, and they're green. Turtle power. <laughs> <laughs>